All right, cool. Jody Lee, how are you doing? I am back for another podcast. This is two, and I'm excited about uh, talking with the one and only Jody Lee from Texas Homegrown Radio in Stephenville, Texas. Jody, how you doing, buddy? I'm still alive. That's good. <laughs> I died last month. I died for a little bit, but other than that, <laughs> I was in a I was in a coma for two weeks. Now that is the craziest thing in the world because I whenever yeah. we went. Whenever the coronavirus first started, whenever all the, the, the mayhem started, I remember somebody posting up, wouldn't it be crazy if you woke up from a coma after this? And I posted, I actually know a guy. <laughs> and I'm sure they didn't believe me when I put that on it's there. Like, true. dude, I know this guy that was, he came out. I was like, what? Because you posted, like, I came back to a very different world. It was, dude, I woke up at a full beard, which I didn't know if you grow a beard. And, oh, yeah. And then, okay. They have the TV on and everybody's quarantined. And then I see Tom Brady doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. And I'm like, how long was I out? On <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, a couple more months and then you really would have really freaked you out with murder hornets and all the other shit. Right. <laughs> keeps coming at us. <laughs> oh man. Well, at least, I mean, honestly, buddy, I'm so glad that you're with me to do this today. Um, that we can talk a little bit about your life and your contribution to the Texas music scene. Um, I'll go ahead and start off with uh, real quick saying how I met you. I believe this yeah. is how we met was at a Larry Joe Taylor competition. Yeah. Was that how I met you or that was, yeah. The songwriter competition. Yeah. I think you were the first person to come up to me afterwards. I was really, I mean, I didn't know many people uh, in that scene. I was pretty excited about meeting all of you or just anybody. And um, it was a great <laughs> night of music and you came up to me and talked to me for a little bit. So that was, I was always yeah. grateful about that, man. Um, so we'll, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you start now, where did, well, first off, where did you start doing uh, Texas homegrown? Was it in Stephenville? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've done radio in Stephenville pretty much my whole life since high school. Uh, Is that where you're from? I started. Yeah. From Stephenville. Okay. And I, I went in right after I graduated high school. I walked into the, we had two stations at town and I walked in on one of them and said, I wanted to work there. And, um, the manager, she goes, well, what position do you want? And I said, yours. <laughs> and she goes, no one's ever said that. She goes, you realize, like, I'm going to have to start you on weekends. and You're going to run the Ranger games. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. But one day I'm going to have your job, and I'm going to buy this station, which that's I ended up doing. It took that's me a long time. What station was that? Uh, it's when we had KWBY. It was originally the – it was K-Cub back in the day. Mm. And uh, it changed call letters over the years. So yeah. whenever, whenever you were doing that, did you, cause I remember when I first started to get to know you, cause we met, we met at Larry Joe and then I would watch you online. And I remember thinking, man, that's so good that he does bits because I didn't know that many <laughs> DJs that did bits. I love doing bits, but I didn't yeah. know that many other DJs that did them, uh, especially not around here, but you like, I, I can't remember the first one you did, but not only did you do bits on the radio, but you would put them up on video like i think you did a soap opera one yeah what was it called <laughs> we, we did uh uh what we i forget what we named it but it was uh yeah, like that it was stomach like a, churns or something yeah yeah that's it uh and what we did was have like dramatic actors but they only read like lyrics from like a josh abbott song or you know like had to be texas and it was so funny and awkward yeah that was, out, like Garrett Thompson was the one that did that with me. Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, they were 
I, I just remember thinking that was so funny that you were able to, to work the scene in with your mad twisted mind. And I loved that. So um, you started doing radio, uh, what, what, like what, right after high school? Yeah, 1993. So, what, so did you immediately get into the Texas scene? How did that work that, that you started there, getting into them? I'm so old. There, there really wasn't a Texas scene. I mean, back then we had Jerry Jeff and Gary P. And we just called it bar music. I mean, it wasn't even a thing called Texas music. Hmm. You know, and it's, I think whenever Pat Green and Corey Morrow and Robert O'Keefe all like really started going big, that's when the whole Texas thing started. But, and I love those guys, but what hooked me was the Oklahoma boys, the boys from Oklahoma, you know, Great Divide and Cross Canadian and Bowling and Stoney and all those guys were coming down here. And I was like, wow, this is, this is it right here. Yeah, so I've always loved the Oklahoma scene. I'm from Wichita Falls, so yeah. I get the scene. It's a hop, skip, no way. The best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I love that scene. I love that history. So you were a part of that. Do you remember a young Cody Canada? You oh, yeah. A young Bolin. We used to take them to parties after their show. Like they, And that's how they built their fan base. They're like, take me where the people are. Like We want to get to know these people, so we'll come to our show next time. And, and uh, I even went and stayed up there with them. And uh, with Bowling in Oklahoma, because I wanted to go to the Wormy Dog. After I heard live at the Wormy Dog, I was like, I have to go to this place. Oh, cool! Yeah, and at the so. venue, just like me, I like that. <laughs> so what yeah, is and Bo- good? And Bowling, he told everybody I was a bull rider from Australia. He made me go <laughs> and give toasts. I had to give toast in between his sets as an Australian bull rider, which I am like three times bigger than any bull rider I know. That is crazy. But, yeah. I, and my accent got worse throughout the night. Oh, man. So um, that brings up another question because I'd love to ask this. I, I see you. I saw you at different places. It mainly be around Stephenville whenever I would see you. But did you, did you get a chance to kind of go see all these venues that you always hear about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've still got a bucket list of ones I've. I've, I've still never been to Green Hall. I don't know how I haven't, but it's going to happen. Yeah, when it opens back up, that's one of my first places to go. Good stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of my one of the places that I need to check off. And I think that's right. – have you ever been to Lukenbach before? Yeah, love Lukenbach. I actually lived in Kerrville for a while, so we went to Lukenbach a lot. Cool. You did the Hill yeah. Country thing. Yeah. Yeah, that ended up coming back to Stephenville. You have to move away just long enough that you appreciate it. That's what I tell everybody. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't wait to get out of your hometown until you leave, and then you're like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I remember, like, a Reckless Kelly lyric. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's basically you got the blues there, too. Because I, th- I, yeah. I left my hometown, and I realized, <laughs> oh, things suck no matter where I go. Maybe it's me. <laughs> So I had a lot of growing up to do, man. Um, so let me let me ask you uh, some of the bands you were talking about earlier. They were from the Oklahoma scene, and they really yeah. turned you on. Now we also talked about the Larry Joe Taylor competition. Let me know about some of the 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 because you get to see it firsthand. That's got to be the reason why you go to yeah. to see it before that's, anybody else does. This talent that comes out. That's my favorite thing, and we you know I, I've broadcasted that ever since they started the very first year. Um, I've got to broadcast the, the thing, but I like that even more than the festival because you get new talent and there's so many now that come from out of state even. I mean, it's a big thing. Yeah. And you get to hear people that 
you've never heard before. And I, I've always been, I want to help the new guy, you know, and I, I I've done it long that. enough that the, the big guys were new guys when I started, you know, and, but I, I always want to find that new talent and help them because you have to, I mean, someone's got to do it. Right. Yeah. You were there for me. Like when I first started and I'll, I'll tell this story real quick. Cause I always thought it was the funniest. Um, you had grabbed a live version of me doing a song at, I don't remember where it was, but I sent it to you. You were like, Hey, do you have any music? And I was like, well, I've got this live thing. Oh, it's for the rattle magazine songwriter competition. Yeah. 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 And then when I, when I won that, they gave me this like live version of it. So I sent it to you, but while I was talking to you or I was talking to Dave Smith and he said, Hey James, do you have any, any music out? And I go, no, I don't. I don't right now. And b right when I said that you walked up and went, Hey man, love that new song that you gave me. It's awesome. And you walked off. <laughs> So I was a liar. Then I Busted. totally forgot that I gave you that. I was like, no, I don't have anything, unfortunately. To I don't have anything. Because at that time, I hadn't recorded an album yet. And, um, and I lied to Dave Smith, the man who runs Texas Regional Radio. Great stuff, James. Yeah. I don't wait for albums to come out. I get bootlegs and play. Yeah, that was, I'll say this also. So let's talk a little bit about Texas Homegrown. Whenever I first notice i remember one time you showed me a like your set list for the next hour because i was about to be interviewed and it was some of the most obscure texas <laughs> towns van zandt it was stuff that i was like how did you even get yeah. a hold of that song and uh, so when did you start texas homegrown and what were your ideas for it from the get-go well I'd, I'd already you know with the fm i was doing the texas music stuff too but um whenever I started Texas homegrown, it was really because of the musicians, like I was going to quit doing radio. I was going to get a real job, you know, that paid money. <laughs> and it's because of Mike Stanley, actually, that I started Texas homegrown radio. Mike Stanley. He, uh, yeah. He calls me and he says, he goes, what are you doing? And I was working for a station doing a morning show, but it was, they played classic rock and I was just going to do that just to keep it kind of, he goes, why are you not doing Texas music? Like you're the guy that helps new people and then you're not doing it. And so for an hour, he dropped at me and this is weird too. <laughs> so I'm at this station and this kid walks in young kid and he had a CD in his hand and he said, Hey, I got this new um, EP that I'm putting out. And they told me you were the guy to talk to, to play it. I said, well, I don't do Texas music anymore. And this tear just comes out of his eye. And he goes, well, who's going to play it then? They said you were the guy. And I said, I used to be the guy, but now I'm not the guy. Because they said you were the guy. And he just leaves. And I'm like, oh, listen to it, though. And he's like, whatever. Walked out. Never seen this kid again. Don't know who he was. And that was the same day that Mike yelled at me. And I'm like, screw it. I'm going to start Texas Homegrown Radio. God, that's so awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. but and, 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 and I feel sorry for whoever that kid was. I think uh, it was a ghost. It was me, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> it was I. And I returned years later. No. Um, but it was, it was kind of like, you know, I thought, yeah, he's right. Like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah. Well, that's yeah. good that it brought you that path, man, because I think uh, when it comes to the scene, there are certain people that are anxious to learn about the new music, that are anxious right. to find out what's next. Not all, not all people are like that. They're kind of like, all right, what's happening here? But you set out for it. You're in a great location. Now, how did oh, yeah. that, that location help with the end oh, result? That's, that's everything. I mean, Stephenville, you know how much talent comes out of Stephenville. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just crazy with the college. And it, college is growing. They're going Division One now. 
so it's getting even bigger. But I mean, there's kids that go to school here just so they can play music and steam. <laughs> but I think when you know, I used to do uh, back when I was doing the FM stuff. I had a picking party that we did, and we what it was, we would bring in like you know Corey Morrow or somebody like that acoustic. But we'd always, <clears throat> always made them have a, a new guy open, like a local guy or something. But people in my crowd were Six Market Boulevard, Cali Ray Harris, Mike Stanley, uh, Mike Ryan was there all the time. But there was so much talent as a, just in the crowd that a lot of times they would end up on stage playing with the bigger artists. And it was just like an intimate setting deal. And it was just that time was perfect, you know, and Six Market, Dolly Shine, all those guys just kind of took off. And it's that way again, you know, you got Geo and Shea Abshire and Co Wetzel and it's just always a new group coming up. From the know? area. That's a weird it's a yeah. it's a cool concentrated area of music. <clears throat> and I I always whenever we're I'm talking about it to anyone, I always say it's this culmination of the fact that Larry Joe Taylor Festival is held there. Uh and they have two of those. Yeah, that too. But plus that the too Texas homegrown place. and the college town. Because when you what's the how many people live in that town? It's not that big of a town, is it? I mean, no, it's it's, it's like two different towns when school's in, and in the summer you're like, where'd all the traffic go? Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody moved. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I've, I I go to I used to go to Stephenville a lot more, but uh, I remember going in there, and I remember saying the sentence like, "Man, there's so many people and so much talent here." And someone goes, you, "There's like no, it, this town is small. If you just break it down for what it is, this isn't a big town." Um, so it's a, it's a yeah. weird little combination. And, and honestly, like you were saying, I think it was, was it around 2010, maybe a little bit afterwards, 2012, the explosion of like, um, six market Boulevard and all that. I can't yeah. remember the exact years, but then to see Shamshir, Geo exploding. Yeah. And these were guys that I would remember seeing at John Young's, um, oh, yeah. you know, singer songwriter things. Yeah. I would see him at those at legends and I would see him out there and, and these were guys that, you know, that were getting up on stage doing open mic stuff and now they're you know, <laughs> telling out know. places, you know? So it's, it's, a, it's cool to see how much of us of an actual scene there is from something like that. So you're, you go to Larry Joe Taylor. I've seen you out there a few times. I saw you out there last time. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, believe, I, I, believe- I, I, I told Martha, I appreciated her putting the festival off till I got healthy again. So I didn't miss one. <laughs> They love you, man. They love yeah. you. They put it off until October just for me. <laughs> You're man of the people. Uh, I think I think last time we were out there, you made me a, a taco burrito. Uh, and I helped with your camper set up. Remember I had tools? I came over. And- yeah, that whole – I remember Bobby Texas, Bobby Texas was like yelling at me because he didn't know it was me trying to park that RV. And at that time, I was not good. Let me tell you, I've gotten better. It's nothing like – your friends, uh, you know, high siding you and making fun of you. That'll get you to learn a skill. Uh, he was making he was making fun of me like crazy. He was like, "Don't get him to park!" And then I finally park, and then I get out of the car, and Michael Mode like walks up and just starts dying laughing. Turns out, looks, turns out looks at Bobby Texas and goes, "Bobby, check out who you're making fun of." <laughs> He's dying. But uh, so Larry Joe Taylor, was there anybody at those competitions that uh, really, you know, just wowed you from the get-go? That James Cook guy was really good. I was really impressed. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean. That was the night that Jackie Darlene was out there. And that was, I was lucky enough to see that my night. 
That wasn't even yeah. including all the other nights. The night, the first night I played, I remember going like, dude, this is yeah. insane. And I remember seeing Jackie Darlene that night. Just her, I think just her and Kenzie, Kenzie Coppin was also Kenzie. that year. Yeah. But, and Copper Chief. Oh my gosh, those guys. I mean. I think you told me that. You were like, dude, you got to yeah. check this show out. And I finally got to play with it, <laughs> um, which was at your, was it at your benefits? Yeah, no, 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 it was, no, no. Wasn't that your benefit? I'm so sorry. It was at Buck's uh, Christmas oh, thing. Yeah, Christmas deal. And you kept telling me, like, have you seen them yet? And I'm like, nah. Dude. <laughs> and then I had to be on stage with them. That was the worst. So, like, if you see pictures of me with Copper Chief on stage, <laughs> me going, <laughs> mouth wide open the entire time. I don't think I have any of me just looking like, hey, that's good. It's me yeah, wild the whole time. Yeah, they're amazing. Those guys are amazing. Great stuff. Uh, and you're the uh, you second know, person to say that too. So, you know who the first winner was, right? Of the songwriter, uh, I shouldn't say competition. Larry gets mad when I say that. Showcase. Showcase. Songwriter showcase. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> understand. But Luke Luke Wade was the first winner. Luke. And, yeah, and that's before he went on. Uh, was it The Voice? I guess he was on. Yeah. But that was yeah. He was the first winner. Oh, he was. He's amazing. He, he played uh, my wedding. Me and my wife uh, had him play for our wedding. And this is the funny part. He actually was, remember the first week he was on The Voice, he was trending. He was huge yeah. that first show. Well, that was on Monday. <laughs> Tuesday, he was the number one dude like trending. And on Friday, he had to come to Wichita Falls and play my wedding. <laughs> I felt you so bad. Had a, a tux on that said Lucified. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for him. And what was sad was, that week, like on, on Monday, uh, again, huge, uh, you know, blew everyone away. Tuesday, trending. Wednesday, the entire town of Wichita Falls, like, hey, man, I heard Luke Wade's going to play. <laughs> Noticed I didn't get an invite. So I was just, <laughs> so that was sad to well, yeah. But um, Luke Wade, amazing talent. If, for all of you yeah. out there watching and don't know who that is, go check out Luke Wade. Um, so it, let's talk a little bit. So, how, you, how do you, how are you doing this? How did you keep this afloat? Cause you were, we'll talk a little bit about that. You, you went into the hospital not too long ago. How long have you been going to the hospital for, for your heart? It's been a few it's years. It's been a little over two years. Yeah. Two years now. And you went in there not too long ago. Um, were you, did they induce you into a coma or did you fall into one? No, I fell into one. I, I was at the house and uh, I actually, I did an interview that morning on the radio, did the morning show that morning and I came home and I wasn't feeling good. And I called my mom to take me to the ER. I said, something ain't right. And I passed out by the time I got there. And my heart had went down to 10%. I just have a slow heart. It's hereditary. But I went to 10%, so they rushed me in the ambulance. And I don't remember anything else. I, don't, I, I remember parts of going in the ambulance. But everything else, they, I mean, they put me in a coma. They put me on a machine called the ECMO machine, which it runs a hose up both sides of your growing. And the hoses are like the size of uh, water hoses. That's how big. And it just pumps blood through your body so that your heart can rest. Yeah, and evidently not a lot of people will come out of it. And uh, when I did, I broke the restraints on my bed and pulled the throat tube out, <laughs> the breathing tube. Oh. And so I, did, I, I couldn't talk for the whole time I was in the hospital because it ripped my throat. Oh, I, was, really? I was really hoping that – I was hoping my voice would come back like Conway Twitty or something, but – I got this. I got the same voice back. <laughs> damn, I still got this voice. Uh, yeah. Damn it. So, and how long were you were you out for? For 
they well they had me in that coma for two weeks and then I came out of it and then I was in there the rest of the month in the hospital getting over it all but man that's a crazy dreams I got some stories I can't tell you on here but no man I, my, my dreams was like a Quentin Tarantino movie like, I thought it was so real and when I came to I told my dad I made my mom leave the room and I was telling him all the stuff that had happened and I thought my truck had got stolen and these guys took my wallet there was a group trying to sell my organs. Like, it was like a, a movie. Wow. And he, he just, like, agreed with me. And the next day, he goes, you know, none of that happened, right? Like, <laughs> like I mean, hospital this whole time. I need you I'm to like, know what? that. No one stole my truck? Oh. And <laughs> I need you to find the man who took my organs. <laughs> well, the doctors, they they were calling me the miracle guy. And evidently, not a lot of people come off the ECMO machine. I mean, it's... It's kind of a new thing, and only a couple hospitals even have one. So I was like the guinea pig. So like other doctors and nurses would have to come in and look at my my wounds and talk to me, and I was like the example. Wow. And uh, he said, I don't know how you came out of it so good. And I said, I probably heard you say I wasn't going to make it. And if you want me to do something, just say <laughs> not to do it. No. <laughs> you you would be surprised by I'll the power you. of spite. <laughs> That's right. I once told my doctor, I don't think you'll make it. I once told my daughter, I don't think you'll make it as a doctor. She's already on year two. Well, I got it. a pacemaker now, too. Oh, yeah? uh, it's a pacemaker's defibrillator. So if you see me shaking, I'm not dancing or anything. It's probably. I asked the doctor that I really wanted it to play Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Because <laughs> I don't play music. I don't play music. I said, Come on, I've been great this. At least the voice like a, part, the voice box part, right? <laughs> yeah. just, you just hear the motorcycle cranking up. <laughs> you know, I fall down, and then there's kids vaping behind me, and I pop back up with music. <laughs> be like a show. <laughs> so I had another good idea. I had a lot of ideas when I was laying in that hospital bed. But, you know, they were saying I might need to get one of those necklaces, but I've fallen and I can't get down. Yeah. Necklaces. I was like, they should make those for bars. <laughs> the guys that drink too much. Like, <laughs> instead of calling the police, it just calls your Uber for you. Like, <laughs> You'll know me. I'll be the one drunk falling on the floor next to the bar stool. It just hand them out at the at the door when you come in. <laughs> That's awesome. See, you're an ideas man, Jody. I keep coming. I some of them will stick. They're not all great, but some of them will stick. <laughs> Man, I, I was trying to. I, I was trying to convince my physical therapist in the hospital that we we're all going to start a band called Fall Risk. Fall <laughs> Risk? Because I had this bracelet said Fall Risk. Oh my gosh! And it awesome. turns out one of them was a drummer. Like there was some. I was like, spread the word. Like, let's get a bunch of physical therapy ladies. We'll start a band. And it was a drummer. Yeah, she goes. I'm a drummer. I'm like, there you go. Fall Risk. That's so awesome. <laughs> We're going to start grunge Texas music. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Uh, I, I, I can't believe that you still have such a freaking sense of humor after all this. As a matter of fact, I want to talk a little bit about um, Texas homegrown memes. Um, how are you able – like, it was funny because I think you wrote something along the lines of, like, hey, I can't, a lot of change since I've come back because we were in the corona, corona pandemic. Yeah. And you were like, man, I woke up and a lot of things have changed. And that was like, oh, man, 
it's crazy that he just came back from that coma. And then like the next post was something goofy. I don't even remember what it was, but it was a Texas homegrown <laughs> meme. I was like, what's well, good to see. He's already back to telling jokes. Yeah. So it doesn't take long. James Cook's been in, James Cook's been in some of those memes. I still didn't, I still didn't make the James Cook Sirachi that you had uh, made. Cause I was like, dude, that looks good. It looks like a really good Sirachi. Uh, you should sell it to merch. Slap yeah. it on my face and just have it on the merch tables. Get you. As seen on as seen on Texas homegrown memes. <laughs> so I should do. So yeah, uh, I, when did you start the doing humor, this? The humor got me through it though. Yeah. I mean honestly that's uh, like, if it, I could think of it you. Was when I was in the hospital. You just decided I'm gonna just start screwing with people. Or? Yeah, I had nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just gonna mess with people. I but the doctors told me that. Yeah. They said my attitude's really what helped me get through it like I did. Well good. Yeah. That's a lot of it, I think. They said you wanted to live like you were so positive, that, you know, and I, so I think that did have something to do with it. You've always been that dude to me. I've, I've, I've ever since I've known you, you've always been a great positive person. Uh, always been very supportive to, uh, to me. So I, I can't really speak on other musicians. Although I'm sure if I brought your name up, including Mike Stanley, who I know uh, talked highly of you whenever we, we were talking about you, uh, we did a set together for Buck Buffalo's uh, Christmas uh, special that he puts on every year we we were talking about you for a minute and of course we bring up the the humor and the positive attitude and how supportive you are so that means a lot to me man to to know that someone's out there like that uh tell me some of the things that you love about doing what you do it's we're in hiatus right now but when you're really going at it tell us some of the things that you love about it you know i, I really do love like finding new music i've never heard before like, i've been blown away and, and I learned a long time ago, you can't judge by appearances because I've had some guys walk in that I thought, oh, this is just going to be terrible. And then they start playing. And I'm like, what? Like, where have you been hiding? Oh, so, I mean, to me, it's that excitement, you know, and I, and I like to write. I like, I like anything creative, but I respect the writer side of it, I think. And that's why I love Texas music so much, you know, there's so many different sounds. Yeah. And, it, and everybody asked me, what is Texas music? And I said, it's basically the best of all genres shoved into one state. And we just take credit for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, uh, it's all over yeah. the place. I mean, it really does have a different, it, it's hard to really put your thumb on what Texas music is or put, uh, you know, to really pinpoint what it is. But uh, you're right. It's all of it just kind of shoved in <laughs> one state. But, you know, there's that, there's always that too proud of Texas guy, like the uh, beer commercial, way too proud of Texas guy that's got the tattoo and all that. I had a guy call in one day and uh, he goes, you better not be playing all that music that ain't from Texas. You only play Texas artists. That's all you can play on there. I said, oh yeah, yeah. That's, I said, you mean like uh, Reckless Kelly? He goes, yeah, Texas. Texas. You know what I mean? I said, you mean like Adam Hood, right? Like, <laughs> well, he's not from Texas either. He's like, what? Yeah. Like bowling. I said, we or just have Gotham. Yeah, right. Or the damn quells. That's honestly, I go nuts over <laughs> Oklahoma bands also. But yeah, it's, it's a oh, weird me too, yeah. who, we've, who we've accepted and go, no. <laughs> we love you. We just adopt them. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my best friends aren't from Texas. So. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, that's great stuff, man. Jody, um, God, I want to talk to you about, I'm going to make sure I, I, I don't miss anything 
there were so many things I wanted to bring up uh, when I was talking to you. Uh, what do you got planned? What do you think you have planned for in the future? What do you think what's next on the other side of this? Oh, for the health stuff? Well, let's, let's talk about your health first off, man. I mean, how's yeah. it been? What do you, what do you, well, evidently dying for a little bit moves you up the list on the transplant. So, so they're like, what? they're like, since you coded and almost died, we'll move you up. So uh, hopefully I'll be getting a heart transplant pretty soon. Okay. And I was reading up on it when I was in the hospital and they said, when you get an organ donation, sometimes you pick up like talents or characteristics from other people. And I'm like, dude, what if I get a really talented heart? Like, what if I just wake up and I start playing the piano one day? Because like, there's stories like that. I don't know. I don't know. And then I thought. And then I thought. And then I thought. What are the chances that I'm gonna? There's a musician that's got good organs. <laughs> uh, you know, I will talk about that. I want to talk about that real quick. And I, I, I'm glad you brought it up. Is the um, you writing? How long have you been writing music for? Because I, I see them all oh. the time. I love what you write. But what, how long yeah. have you been doing that for? Oh, a long time. I just kept it hid for a long time. And then I finally got old enough that I just said, <laughs> I don't yeah. care. I'll put them yeah. out there. Yeah. Well, the uh, bad part is, like, in my mind, I have, and not doing a radio show, and you probably understand this. I, I like, I need an outlet. Like, I have so much in my head all the time. I need some kind of creative outlet, whether it's memes or song or, like, I'm not a person that can sit and watch TV. Like, I got to do something creative. You know, I even did cowboy poetry back in the day. Oh, killer. Dang, dude. See, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. That's... So, uh, Good. You want to hear the coolest story ever, though? Yeah. So I went to this gig to, to, be a, to be a cowboy poet, right? And I get there, and they're like, why aren't you dressed up? I'm like, what do you mean dressed up? And I'm wearing, like, starch jeans and a cowboy hat. They wanted me to be, like, with the handkerchief and the chaps and the – Oh, like – I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, and so but they you just came up, off the set of Lonesome Dove. Got yeah, exactly. But they like my poems, and they go, "We got another gig next month. We want you to come." I'm like, "All right." I get there, and it was like a state FFA convention thing. Like, there's buses everywhere, and I'm like, uh, "I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not a <laughs> professional." <laughs> and that was the first time that that I ate calf fries because the, these old cowboys were cooking. And he goes, you want some calf fries? I said, no, sir. I'm good. He said, you can't be a cowboy poet if you don't eat calf fries. Well, guess I'm having some calf fries then. Nailed it, man. That was when I, that's when I retired from doing cowboy poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I was once a, a cowboy poet, but the, the, calf, the calf fries then, didn't sit well with me. So <laughs> not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, I left my chaps at the cleaners. It was just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get you a lonesome dove outfit for the uh, next time I see you, and I want you to put it on. That's cool, man. I, that's, I mean, uh, songwriter, supporter of Texas music, cowboy poet, meme generator. Uh, you have got, I mean, honestly, I, I love watching your creative side, dude. I, I don't ever want you to stop. I, I know I can sense by the way you just continue to go. I mean, I, how long did it take you to make a meme after you came out of the coma? And I'm being serious about that. Oh, it was, as soon as they gave me my phone back, they, my mom wouldn't let me have my phone because I was still under the influence of the, uh, the drugs they had me on. 
And she was afraid what I would what I would make. <laughs> Probably a good idea. That's awesome. <laughs> but I I just kept laughing, and it wasn't just the fact that you make me laugh. It's the fact that you didn't waste no time. You're like, yeah, you didn't kill me. I'm a, <laughs> I'm coming back to making memes. I, I, I was making some like death jokes too, and people were like, it's too soon. Like you just died. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm not offended. But I don't see what the die? problem is. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. But did you, but did you die? <laughs> Your attitude is greatness, man. Uh, you're one of my favorite people ever in the scene, and uh, I love you big time, buddy. I'm so glad that you did this with me. Thank I you. I told my heart doctor, I said, this is nothing compared to all the Larry Joe Taylors I've survived over the years. And he goes, Larry Joe Taylor? I said, Google it. The next day he walked in and goes, Larry Joe Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> It's prepared you, man, for the bigger stuff. Uh, I told him, I said, uh, you could come with me in October. It might be good to have a heart doctor there. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need you right. I'm going to buy the doc. Here's my RV. Here's my doctor's <laughs> RV. <laughs> let Dave, let, let, uh, let Larry Joe know that on Radio Row, you need a doctor next to you. It might not be bad. As many uh, musicians yeah. that have heart trouble nowadays and DJs. I can touch. Right. I mean, I'm. I don't have any heart problems as of now, but we don't know. We don't know it, Larry Joe. Well, I tell you one thing. I wanted to say to you, um, it, it's something that means a lot to me, though, is you know we help people and do what we can for new artists and stuff. But you don't really realize how you affect people until something like this happens, and people playing benefits and supporting me, and that's when you're like, God, you know. But I did made a difference in their life, I guess. You know, I never realized it until all these people were doing so much for me. And it was hard to be on that side of it. It's harder to me to, to take the help or let someone else do it. But, man, Texas music is such a family. You know what I mean? I don't, yes. And I don't think people outside of it understand how that works. But it's such a tight family. It's just you can't. There's nothing else you can do and have that that season yeah and, and for it to be statewide like that and even reach out yeah. even farther and i i think the thing that i'm grateful for is that you got to know what, what you mean to everyone uh because yeah. the thing that hurts whenever someone passes away is seeing everybody pour their heart out about that person but that person didn't get to see all that right so that hurts exactly. the most but i'm so grateful that it, it's been, i did play your benefits and um and i did i've seen the um support that you receive all the time and it makes my it makes me feel great makes my heart feel great to know that uh you're getting to see what you mean to people because you mean a lot to a yeah. lot of people man yeah i feel like i i got to heaven and, and god goes no we gotta send him back down make some memes he'd <laughs> 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 be like those devil ones were great man <laughs> keep that up <laughs> i'm a fan that that is hilarious <laughs> yeah oh to god he's just like i'm a fan he's like he's up there going i made that I made that. That's a good one. <laughs> so my best him. work right Check this dude out. Yeah. That's what I do with my daughter. I made her. That's how it came for me. <laughs> so my daughter is going to be going up uh, in Oklahoma. She got a, a full scholarship to play softball. Oh, cool. At the US, USA. That's uh, good, man. Oklahoma. Chickasaw. Or... Chickasaw. Is that right? Me yeah. and you are going to play a fun game called Name That Oklahoma Town. That's my favorite <laughs> game. I show you the name, and then you butcher 
the pronunciation because nobody it be like Taliqua, Taliqua, Taliqua. Yeah, I've played there many times. I still, don't know. I love that town. Love you guys from Taliqua. Love that town. It's one of my favorites. Uh, we've been talking with Jody Lee of uh, Steve in Stephenville, Texas, Homegrown Radio. Finding out a little bit more about him. I'm sure we could talk for days and hours, buddy. Um, but uh, it's been a it's been a pleasure talking with you, talking about your life. Uh, you keep making those memes. You keep uh, supporting the music. You keep doing what you do, and uh, we appreciate you big time, buddy. Absolutely, man. Love you, James. <laughs>